Blog Talk Radio. Yo, y'all ready for this? It's the host with the most. It's the man with the plan. The voice of the city and his co-host. Y'all need to listen to And his co-host, Miss Day. Taking the real topics of the day and put it in your face. Yo, chill with it, chill with it. Just for people to listen. If you ain't got nothing going on, a lot of people off this week. 
uh, it just gives you an opportunity to be in, be encouraged with the word of God. Um, so the Lord put that on my heart to do that tomorrow. We'll be on the air. We still will have Bible study at 7 p.m., but we will do a noonday, something at noon. We're going to go back and uh, listen to the message that he preached on yesterday. Uh, I just think it's something that the Lord uh, is telling me to do, so I'm going to be obedient to the Lord and, and go ahead and do that. And uh, tonight, um, again, we want to wish everyone a hopefully they had a great Christmas um, as we're getting ready to end the year <clears throat> this week. Uh, we hope that uh, you, you all be safe and that you have a, a mind to serve the Lord. Uh, going out of, to, out of the old and into the new year, just the mind to serve the Lord. So uh, tonight, um, I'm, I'm not going to be long to get right to it. I'm going to talk about decisions. And part of the message I was listening to it yesterday, and I was <clears throat> doing a uh, inventory over my year, and I made some bad decisions. Even the good decisions I thought was good, they were not spiritual decisions. They were. They just wasn't. And as I was sitting here today thinking about decisions and everything, I came across this scripture. It actually came across me yesterday, um, and, and I was looking at it today, and it, it kind of jumped out at me. <clears throat> Again, Matthews, the, uh, the first chapter of Matthews, Matthews 1. I'm going to read 19 and 20. Matthews 1, 19 and 20, and I'm going to say a quick prayer. <clears throat> Father God, we just ask that you be with us tonight. Father God, be with me tonight, Father God. Father God, if anything in me that's not to your liking, Father God, I ask that you forgive me for anything that I've done, knowing and unknowing. Father God, I ask that you just <clears throat> give me the wisdom to divide, to, to give your word tonight, Father God. Father God, give me the knowledge and the understanding to be able to present your word. Give the listeners the ear, not just to be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word. And Father God, I ask you just bless everyone that's listening to this broadcast right now <clears throat> all over the world. And Father God, we just ask that you continue to bless our elderly. Father God, bless the ones that are in homes, uh, nursing homes, Father God, bless those that are in the hospitals that's listening to us live, and bless those that are just listening and supporting us right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So tonight, um, again, we're going to start off with <clears throat> decisions. And, and one of the things I like about decisions you know we we make decisions to do everything we make a decision on what we're going to eat we make decisions on who we want to hang out with we make decisions even what we want to do when we watch tv and i, I was telling my wife uh about this because we watch you know we have date night have movie nights and sometimes we just watch tv a lot of times we find ourselves watching reality TV. You know, sometimes it's interesting when you see reality TV, um, whether it's the Real Housewives of Atlanta or whatever. <clears throat> you know, we watch. We didn't, not all of them, but some of them. Um, and, and I just find myself watching it and having conversations with my wife about the reality of what we're watching. <clears throat> And sometimes I wonder, is it really reality or some of it scripted? You know, um, it's just what I 
you know, I, some of some of it I think is just uh, scripted. It really can't be that reality because the way they act in real time. But I want to just read a scripture, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up is because uh, there's this script, the scripture I'm about to read, Matthew's one nineteen and twenty. I'm just wondering, and I saw this. And it just it just stayed with me. So I'm gonna give you what the Lord has given me. Matthew's uh, chapter one, verses 19 and 20. And I'm reading out the NIV version. And it says that because Joseph, I'm sorry, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly verse 20 but after he had considered this an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream and said joseph son of david do not be afraid to take mary home as your wife because she is she because what is conceived in her is a form is from is from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again, verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, what happened is, this is Joseph and Mary, and I'm going to talk about Joseph and Mary and the conception in the conversation that Mary had to have with Joseph about her being pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And the reason I brought up the reality, because it doesn't say how the conversation went. It just know that they had a conversation that Mary told Joseph that she was pregnant and they had not had sex, but she was pregnant. And Joseph, in verse 19, he was ready to just say, we're not going to do the marriage. We're not going to, I'm not going to do it. He had a hard time with what she was telling him. And he had made a decision right there. And this, this is what got me. He made a decision in 19 that he was going to divorce her quietly. He made that decision. That was his first decision. He was getting ready. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm done. And and then the Lord sent an angel to talk to him, and he changed his mind. He made another decision. And I got to thinking about decisions that we make. And 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 what I want to start doing now, what I didn't do this year, is I want every decision that I make be a decision for the Lord. Now we say that and it's easy to say, but it's kind of hard to do. It's easy to say that every decision we made come from the Lord because um, it's just easy to say that. You get a group of people to tell you, you shouldn't hang around this group because of this, that, and the other, and you base your decision on what hearsay is. It may seem right, it may seem good, but did you really consult the Lord before you made that decision? Maybe the people around you that's causing you so much hell is around you because the Lord wants you to make a spiritual decision. 
not a decision to make you feel comfortable around these people. And a lot of times I was thinking about that, and that was very deep to me because a lot of decisions I've made over the year have been so far wrong, not because because I thought they were right. You hear people say, don't hang around this, don't do this, and don't do that. And you're, yeah, we're not going to take that added stress. You don't need it. But was it a spiritual decision, or are you just doing it because it's what everyone's telling you you ought to do? Even though these people may be spiritual, they're not who you're following. And, and, and I say that is because it's, it's very deep when I think about it. And I want you to think about this for a minute. You know how they say always turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. But how many times are we supposed to turn the other cheek? The Bible tells us that. I'm not going to get into that, but the Bible tells us how many times we're supposed to turn the other cheek. And and the thing about it is you hear people, preachers, I've even said it uh, across the pulpit, be careful who you hang around because they can bring you down. And and then I'm thinking to myself, am I just saying that? Or is it for the individual to make a spiritual decision? Because Joseph's first decision was, I can't believe what she's telling me. I'm just going to do, I'm just not going to marry her. Even though it was law for them to be married, he had not had sex with her. So it was impossible for him to impregnate her. And she's telling him that she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And there was no Bible back then for him to refer to. There was nothing for him to read he had to go by the angel that came to him in a dream. And and sometimes we get so caught up in listening to everybody else that seems holy, but is not the holy one. And that's where we make our mistakes. That's where I, I can't say speaks for everyone else, me make mistakes because I think that I'm doing something spiritually because it sounds right, it looks right, it feels right, but I hadn't really consulted with the Lord about it. And, and, and it's a trap of the enemy because he wants things to seem easy for us. If these people are giving you problems, you know, we're going to have struggles in life. It's just That's just common. If you're a believer, you're going to struggle with some things. But the thing about it is, is you have a decision to make. Are you going to see it all the way through? Are you going to be there all the way through? Or are you going to make a decision to turn your back and leave it? Now, I know the Bible says about shaking the dust off your feet and moving. Okay, that, that's fine. Sometimes you go, you, you say the word, and you keep it moving. You keep moving forward. It doesn't mean that you are to turn your back on people because of a decision that you made based upon your feelings, based upon your thought process, based upon uh, uh, the way that everyone is telling you to do things. A lot of times we have to consult with the Lord and make spiritual decisions instead of uh, decisions based upon how you feel. Now, I know sometimes that, that that's easier said than done, and believe you me, I, I, I know this firsthand. A lot of decisions I made came about how I felt about certain things. I could be so mad and make a bad decision. I could be uh, so spiritually high and make a bad decision because I did not consult the Lord. 
and, and sometimes the Lord is trying to speak to us about the decisions we make, and yet and still we're not listening to him because we want to listen to everybody else, and we want to feel good about the decisions that we make. Every decision we make is not going to feel good. And I'm just thinking about it didn't probably feel good for him to change his mind and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I, I could have only imagined he struggled with this a little bit. Because his first thought, his first decision was, I'm leaving Mary. I'm not going to even, he wasn't going to even deal with it. And this is where we do sometimes, too, when things look like it's bad, when it looks like it's going to humiliate us, when it looks like it's going to embarrass us, when it looks like it's going to hurt us, we make a decision based on how we feel and how we think people looking at us. That was Joseph's first. But when he thought about it, and he talked, and the Holy Spirit talked to him about it, he made a different decision. And that's all I'm trying to say is sometimes you got to talk to the Lord before you make that final decision. Uh, you, can't, you can't make a decision based on what feels good to you or what feels good or what looks good because that's, if you're doing it, you're really not following Christ. You're really not. You're following your feelings. And when you follow your feelings, and you can take the, I take this firsthand, when I follow my feelings, I wind up in a world of trouble because my, de- my decision isn't based on a spiritual decision. It's based on a decision that I'm in my feelings. And when you do that, you get so far out there because we can get a scripture for anything. What the Bible says that, you know, you know um, whatever the situation may be, leave them alone. Don't let them steal your peace. And, and you hear all these things, and it's just like the only thing I want to do from today and then going into 2023 is every decision I make, I want it to be a spiritual decision. I want to consult with the Lord before every decision that I make. Because if I don't, um, somewhere along the line, you're going to hit some bumps because of the decision you make. And, and, and some of the decisions we make, isn't going to be easy, isn't going to feel good, but if we consult the Lord, it's for a purpose. And the purpose is to get us to where he's trying to get us to go. It's not going to be easy. And I think a lot of believers think that you just go to church, go to church and you shout, and because you can shout and dance, everything is, is okay. That's not necessarily true. You've got to have a relationship. You've got to have conversation with the Lord, and you've got to be willing to serve him and not serve him in your feelings. And you can't serve him uh, thinking you're doing the right thing. You have to serve him the way he's telling you to go. And some of the decisions are not going to be easy. Some of the decisions we make are going to be hard because uh, if it happened for Joseph, if it happened when Jesus was walking the earth for 33 years, it's going to happen for us. There are going to be some hard decisions, but we have to make the decisions the right. We have to make the right decisions going forward. Again, I'm coming out of Matthews, the first chapter, 19 and 20, out of the NIV version. I'm just going to read it again. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to the public. See, he was hurt because she was pregnant and it wasn't his. He didn't have sex with her. So that hurt him. His pride was hurt. So yeah, I'm going to talk to 
to us about, especially the men, about our pride. Because sometimes your pride can be hurt, but you still got to make the right decision. You can't make a decision based upon our pride. You, you can't do it. You can't make a decision based on how your mother and father used to do things because you're not your mother and your father. You cannot base a decision based upon what the preacher says or what your, your elders or deacons are saying. You have to base your decision based on how the Holy Spirit is guiding you. He's not going to guide you and me the exact same. What hurts you may not hurt me, and what hurt me may not hurt you. So, therefore, you can't base your decision based on what I'm telling you to do. You have to base it upon what the Lord is telling you to do. And I finally got a grab of that earlier today. I can't base my decision on what people tell me. I can't base my decisions on, watch this, how I feel. Because some days I just don't, I'm not feeling it. And if I say I'm going to base my decision on and I'm not feeling it, then I'm going to base my decision out of feelings and, and instead of consulting the Lord. And, and that, that's what we, we, we do. I know it may seem simple what I'm saying, but it's very hard to do. And if you don't allow yourself to take the time to have the Lord speak to you before you make decisions, we can be making the wrong decisions thinking we're right. And when you think you're right and you're making wrong decisions and you put Bible behind it and you're wrong because the Lord's not telling you to do that, you keep digging a bigger hole and it's going to be harder for you to understand, harder for you to get out of it because you didn't build it up inside. And now it's built up inside. It's hard for you to recognize that you're making bad decisions. And then we want to blame it on the devil. No, it's not the devil's fault. You made a bad decision without consulting the Lord or not listening to him because we're so fed up. And I talked about this last week. We get so caught up in our feelings. We get so caught up in our thoughts, especially men. I'm going to say especially me because if I think I'm right, I can find a scripture and I, okay, I'm good. That ain't what the Lord told me to do. But it sounds good in my brain. And then it feels good, and then that's what I go with. The Lord's telling me to go right, but I keep going left because I got a scripture, and it feels good. So because it feels good, then that's what I'm going to do. And see, what happens is a lot of people, and I'm going to talk about it, get caught up in church because you go to church and you feel good because people jumping around and shouting and screaming and dancing. It's a good feeling. It is, it's a good feeling. You, you, you feel good. But the Lord ain't talking to you. You're just feeling the emotions of the, of the area that you're around. You're just feeling that. And, and you really haven't talked to the Lord about it. And when you haven't talked to the Lord about it, you just feel good just saying stuff to be saying stuff. That's when you get in trouble. So what we got to do, what I have to do, slow everything down. And when I make a decision, I got to take it before the Lord and listen to what he's telling me to do. And sometimes the first decision you make is normally the wrong decision because you haven't consulted and you're in your feelings and you're in your thoughts. But once you sit down and you listen to what the Lord is telling you to do, then it may be totally opposite of what everyone else is telling you to do. 
And if it's totally opposite of what everyone else is telling you to do, now everyone's going to have a problem with you because you're not listening to them. And I got a newsflash, you're not supposed to listen to them. And I'm just going to say this, this is for free. I'm not even trying to go there. But if you're making decisions and everyone is agreeing with you, you really ought to check your relationship with the Lord. And and, and that, that that's kind of deep, too, because I'm thinking about some things, and some things come so easy. And I'm like, Lord, this is easy. Why? What was the issue? And then it's like everyone is supporting you, patting you on your back, doing this, and there's no controversy. And if you're a believer, uh, you're not going to be able to walk every single day and not have no issues because of who you are and, and who you're serving. If you're serving the Lord, you're going to have, because the devil don't want you to get to your destiny. He's going to throw everything at you. So everything isn't going to be easy. Everything isn't going to be be, be uh, uh, handed to you without a little bit of suffering, without a little bit of a fight. Look at Joseph. Again, this is very, very important. And the reason I want to bring this out, I had to make a decision. The decision was, well, everyone else is on vacation. Should I go on vacation and take the day off too? It sounds good. Well, Oliver, you've been doing a lot of work. You need to take a break, do this, a lot of stuff. You don't need to go. Just take your time. Be. It sounds good. So I, it's a decision that has to be made. And in the decision that has to be made, I'm asking the Lord. And see, what we want to do as, as believers, we want to be comfortable. We want things to come easy to us. And that's the trick of the devil. And again, and, and the reason I want to keep reading because people may be jumping in and, and wondering what in the world I'm talking about. I'm coming out of Matthews, the very first chapter. And again, as I listened to the message on yesterday and the way that it was being preached, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it, it had me thinking all day. And it had me come to this this scripture and because of the decision I had to make and the decision that I'm making is very important so as I'm studying this and I'm thinking about the schedule of my blog talk the Lord put on me I didn't have to check I didn't got to talk to nobody I just made an executive decision the message that was preached yesterday should go out on Tuesday at noon People should have an opportunity to hear the message, not because uh, uh, who preached it, but if you listen to the word and how it was preached and what the season is all about, it's about salvation at the end of the day. Even this right here, what I'm talking about, is going to come to salvation, and it's like we're not preaching that enough. So towards the end of the year, going into next year, we need to preach salvation because that's what it's all about. It's about salvation. Do you believe what Christ did? Do you believe in in the birth, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he's coming again? Well, right here in Matthew, where it all started, in the very beginning with Joseph and Mary, Joseph and Mary had a conversation. This is the reality of the situation, the reality, the real thing. Same thing back then, same thing now. And, and if for some strange reason, and, and I'm, I'm saying it, I'm using a little humor with it. If my wife told me right now that she was pregnant, and I know that she can't have babies no more 
because of medical reasons, and and she tells me that the Holy Spirit got her pre- I'm going to look at her like she's crazy. And we really will have a reality show. And then if you look at Joseph way back then, this was an arranged marriage. It was put together. He hadn't slept with her. And he knows the only way that she can be conceived a baby is through having sex with her. And he hadn't. And then the reality of the situation was when they had, because there's no record of when the conversation, but they we know they had a conversation. We don't know how it went down. So that just gives me license to put in what I want put in uh, uh, how I think or put, let you put in how you think the conversation went. But there was a conversation. And after that conversation, in verse 19, is right there. 19, Matthews 1, 19. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly disgrace, he had the mind to divorce her quietly. That was his first decision. And see there, it sounds good. It, it looks good. Oh, I'm leaving her. This don't even this don't even feel right. I'm getting away from her. See, when we make decisions, a lot of times we get me. I can't speak for everyone else. Me, Derek, gets caught up in how it makes me look. The decision I make, am I going to feel good? Is it going to make me look good? Am I going to look good before the Lord? Because I want it to look good. But see, the decision, he, he made that decision. This is Joseph. He made the first decision. When they had the conversation, he was ready quietly. He didn't want to make a big fuss because it was probably embarrassing to him. And a lot of times we get ourselves as believers in situations and make decisions because you need to stop hanging around them. They're making you look bad or they're going to be lying on you pretty soon because they did me the same way. You got to look at this thing a little differently now. Um, um, You got to be careful of who you're listening to when you come to make decisions. And and the reason I'm saying it is just very important. Me, over the course of 2022, I made some bad decisions. And the worst decisions that I've made based upon, I thought I was doing the right thing. And I did not consult with the Lord. Or I wasn't listening to the Lord, however you want to put it. And then you make decision after decision. It's bad, 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 bad. And then we want to blame it on the devil. No, it's not the devil. Because at the end of the day, you have, I have in my right frame of mind to make the right decision. So moving from today into, I'm not going to say it's going to be a New Year's, uh, uh, when I'm going to do something new, different. No, no, no. Starting today, every decision that I make is going to be spiritual decision. I'm not doing it based upon what people tell me. I'm doing it based upon what the Lord tells me and shows me. So I started the whole lesson tonight with, because I was so impressed by the word that was brought out on Sunday, and the Lord was telling me, okay, well, bring it back out again. Let the people hear it again, because we didn't have all the bells and the whistles, but the word is powerful, and it stands all by itself. So if the word stands all by itself and it's that powerful, you put that out there. That's a decision I have to make. But if there's no music, if there's no shouting, if there's no dancing, if there's no feel good, why am I putting the message out there? Because the word, the gospel, and it's about salvation. And because it's about salvation, 
It's about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's the gospel. And if it's about that, that's what we ought to be preaching. There shouldn't have to be a big decision about what you put out there. But, see, a lot of people want the bells and the whistles. And if it don't have the bells and the whistles and the shouting and the dancing and the hollering, I ain't saying it don't have its place. But at the end of the day, are you basing your decision off how much people shout? Or are you basing your decisions on what the Lord is leading you and guiding you to do? Because if you're doing it, based upon any other reason, then you're doing it for show, and it's not for the Lord. So it's phony from the very beginning, and the decisions you're making is phony. You can say, Lord, bless Oliver all you want, but if you're not real with it, then you're phony. And, and, and what's going on in the church now, you got a lot of people who are serving the Lord differently because that's the way God gave it to them. Because they didn't give it to me like that, something wrong with them over there. Because that's what they do. And see, people can say something wrong with me because of the way I preach, the way I teach, the way I talk. They call me Mr. Chaos, like I'm controversy. No, I'm trying to live my life according to the will of God, what have me to live it. Everything is not going to line up with you. Everything's not going to line up over there. Everything's not going to line up because I'm serving Christ. And Christ is leading and guiding me. And because he's leading and guiding me, I'm different than you. Some people, and I, and I use my wife a lot because I, I know she's listening. I use her a lot because my wife is different than me. She's different. Yeah, we're one, but we're different. The Lord would use her in a totally different way than he would use me. And if he's using her the way that's for her, I can't say that that's wrong. I can't say that, oh, you're not doing it right. But we, we do that. And so we got to check ourselves when we do that. So when people tell me you shouldn't hang around this and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that, and I'm listening and the same reason they're telling me is the same Lord that talks to them talks to me. Now, I'm not saying that people can't be give you a word or give you some heads up. But at the end of the day, if you're serving the Lord and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the Lord is going to lead and guide you. You don't need me to give you a heads up. Now, I say that. Now, I'm not trying to be because, uh, uh, you know, if my wife tells me something for my good, then yeah, I'm going to take it for my good. I don't mean in that in that type of area. But what I mean is when we're serving the Lord and we're doing his work, everything that I do, my wife, she can't do what I do. I can't do what she do because we're two different individuals. Love her, but she can't do what I do. And that's the mistake. And I'm just using us as an example tonight. But brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, they may not be doing it the same way I do it. Who am I to say that they're wrong for doing it the way that they're doing it? Because they're being led a different way by the same God that's leading me. And if I'm so focused on doing what I'm supposed to do, I can't worry about how they're doing it. And then if I get caught up in conversation, well, they, they, they're disturbing something. Well, if, if you're going somewhere and you're serving the Lord and, 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 and everything is going great and groovy and everyone loves you, something's wrong. Something's wrong. It is. Joseph had to go through a lot. He had to go through a lot. And because you go through a lot, it don't mean that you're sinning. 
Because you go through a lot don't mean because you're not in God's will. Sometimes that's just the the that's just the walk, the shoes you got to walk in. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then we want to compare ourselves to other the other people, the other churches, the other ministers, the other evangelists. No, you can't compare yourself because you're different. God called me for a specific reason. And because he called me for a specific reason, there's certain things I got to go through. And he knows I got to go through it. So it may not look right to you. And it may not look right to everybody else. But as long as I wake up and I got the mind to serve Christ and I got the will to keep serving him the way he wants me to serve him, every decision I make has to be from him. And again, I'm, I hopefully y'all get this the way I got it. Verse 20, Matthews, chapter 1, verse 20. But after he had considered this, talking about divorcing her, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid right there. Do not be afraid of what you're getting ready to come up against. Do not be afraid of what people are going to say about you and about her and about the child. Do not be afraid. See, what happened is we want to look good for everybody, but I'm, I'm to the point uh, uh, the Lord gave me chaos for a reason. I'm going to be chaos. And I know chaos, I don't mean that type of chaos, but everywhere I go because I'm serving the Lord, there ought to be some type of a difference. Everywhere I go, everybody ain't saved. And because everybody's not saved, there ought to be a little bit of rumbling. There ought to be a little bit of talking because of who I am and who I'm serving and who I'm working for. And if you ever take a bright light, and you turn it on in the midst of darkness, that light will hit you, and you got to close your eyes because it's too bright. A lot of times my wife works in the morning, and, and she'll tell me, prepare myself because I'm getting ready to turn the light on. That means i got to prepare my eyes because it's about to be bright. And if you don't do it and catch you, you start wiping your eyes and you can't see because you weren't ready for the light. And if people around you are ready for the light, Something's wrong. Your light may not be coming on. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, that, that's real. That's real right there. That, that, and again, that's real. Because for who we are, we ought to make a difference. And when that light pops up, however the light comes on, and people are going to talk about your light because it's not their light. And, and sometimes some light is bright. And and sometimes you know people if you if you're, if you're riding on the road and someone got their bright lights on, it can it can bother you a little bit, it can blind you a little bit, but if you keep your eyes where they're supposed to be and not focus on all that other stuff, yeah, sometimes when you come around, you're going to disturb some people. When people got their bright lights on, sometimes you gotta, especially if you ain't living right, you gotta do some things to make sure you don't wave off the road. And in and, 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 and doing that, you're going to hear people say stuff about you. That's not going to, that's going to hurt your feelings. That's why he's telling them, be not afraid. Don't be afraid of the moment. Don't be afraid of making the right decision, even though it's going to hurt, even though you're going to have to listen to accusations. And, yeah, it hurts. But look at Joseph. He, Mary, pregnant. Didn't know how to deal with it at first. 
I'm just going to leave this alone. We're going to swipe this up under. I don't want this to come out. That was his first decision. How many decisions have I made over the course of this year? Just like Joseph, just like him, guilty. And when, when, when Minister Tobert was preaching yesterday and I was listening, it just took me to a place where I just wanted to study the word and study Mary and Joseph and, and, and how everything was and how he broke it down. And now I understand because when he made the decision that he was going to stick with Mary, when he made that decision, you become peace with the situation. And then when you have peace well, would you come to terms with making the right decision and you're at peace, now you have joy. And when you have joy, nothing people say, do about you will bother you because you know you're in the Lord's perfect will. And again, Joseph, verse 20, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, be not afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I like take her home and what is conceived. A lot of times we're doing things we're around people because the Lord wants us to take them home with us. And even though they're getting on your nerves, even though they're talking about you, the Lord wants us to take them home. I don't mean your physical home. I'm talking about our spiritual home. Now I'm in the spiritual realm. He wants us to bring them home. He wants us to give them, offer them salvation. Offer them repentance. That's what we're supposed to do. We cannot be afraid of the moment. We cannot be afraid of the people that the Lord surrounded us with. Because we have to make a decision that it's all about the decision are you going to be that light? Are you going to be that voice to lead them? Are you going to plant that seed in a dark place so that it can grow when it gets enough light? Are you going to be that person? What decisions are you making? You know, I was saying, and I've been saying it for the last few weeks, this has been the hardest year. But now as I'm coming, years coming to a close, I'm starting to see some things a little differently than I saw before. More and more, I'm starting to see some things a whole lot differently that I didn't see before. Now I understand why so many mistakes was made. Now I understand why it was so hard for me to get through this year. And so many bad decisions was made. It was based upon that very ninth verse 19. I was just like Joseph. My first decision was my last decision, and I never consulted with the Lord. And just like Joseph, he didn't. He made the decision, I'm going to do this quietly and divorce her. That was his decision. But we all know how the story goes. And sometimes every decision we make, every decision we make, even when you go into the grocery store, every decision you make when you buy your food for your family, you ought to consult with the Lord. I was at the store today thinking about this message, and and I was buying some things from Walmart. And half the stuff I put in the buggy, and I was talking to the Lord. He said, put it back, put it back, put it back. 
I don't understand it because it was nothing, no major items or anything like that. He just said, put it back, put it back. And it's like, okay. And then when I get home, I understand why he told me to put it back. But normally I would go to the store and just buy, 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 buy without even thinking, without even consulting. And then I got to thinking even deeper about this. It's all about salvation and the decisions we make because we are the light of the world. We are. We have it inside us. So we need to consult with the person who tur- whose light it is before we start turning the light on. I was in church on yesterday, and I heard a great message. That's why it's going to be played tomorrow at noon, because there wasn't no bells. There wasn't no whistles. There wasn't a lot of shouting. It was the pure gospel. And if you can't get excited about the pure gospel, something's wrong with you. Your decision-making ain't that good. And I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, that was a great word. And as I heard it again on today, I'm like, that was an awesome word. There was a lot that was in there. But because there was no bells and no whistles, I'm wondering if the people really heard what was really being taught and how this season is about salvation. And if you make this season about salvation, you will be at peace. And when you're at peace, you will have joy. And when you have joy, you will have strength. It all goes hand in hand. If you ain't got no joy, you ain't got no strength. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when you start thinking about this for a minute and the decisions we make, because, again, I would really wish I could preach this thing, but I'm just talking about it right now. But when you really think about it, Joseph's first decision wasn't the right decision, but it made him feel at ease. It made him feel comfortable because he didn't have to deal with the reality of what was getting ready to happen. People could have been pointing their finger and called him an embarrassment. How are you going to father this child when she was creeping out on you? And all the evidence looked like she was creeping on him. All the evidence looked like she was creeping on him. And you mean to tell me the Holy Spirit impregnated her? Think about it for a minute. Then I got to thinking about people saying, Oliver, you shouldn't hang around this. You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Okay. You telling me this, but did the Lord tell me this? Then I got to thinking. Why everyone telling me how I should be, what I should do? And then because of all of that, now I don't want to get caught in nothing. So when you do, and, and this, this is for me, if anybody, when you do make a mistake, it's hard to confess your faults because you're so busy. I'm so busy trying to cover it up because I don't want to look bad in front of the people. But even though when you're doing good, you still look bad in front of the people. Because the people you're hanging around, don't hang around them. They're hell raisers. Don't hang around them. People always got what to say. Everyone that's supposed to be around me is supposed to be God-fearing people, filled with the Holy Ghost, shouting all the time with no issues. Stuff don't stink. Then how am I supposed to know when I'm going through something? And then when I go through something, oh, what did I do? Where did I mess up at? then you get ashamed. No, we should not be, and this is 
another trick from the devil. We should not be ashamed if we fall. Repent, don't do it again, and get up and keep going. And if for some reason you do it again, you get back up and you keep going. Don't make it a lifestyle. And if you start feeling convicted by the stuff that you do, then that's a a, a sign that God is with you because he's not going to convict you if he's not with you. And a lot of people doing stuff that not being convicted because they're not really with the Lord. But people that's with the Lord, when you do something and you feel bad, you, you've been convicted. You keep going. Don't let people talk you out of your blessing. Because the more you fall, get ready because the Lord is getting ready to bless you. Because you're getting ready to get over whatever it is you've been struggling with. Because the more people talk, the closer you are when you're following the Lord. The closer you are. So, so even though it's been a hard year, I'm going to take that as a blessing because God's getting ready to do something in me and mine because of what we went through. And we're not quitting. We're still there. We're still hanging in there. We're still throwing punches. We're still serving. We're going to make it, not because of what people say. It's because of what the Lord is telling us. When you make a decision, include the Lord in your decision. That's really all I got for you. It's really all I got. Matthews chapter 1, 19, 20. Read it. Pray over it. Study it. Look at it. And then every time you make a decision, make sure the decision is based upon you and the Lord's conversation, not based upon you and somebody else or you and somebody else or you and somebody else. Make sure that the, the decision that you make is based upon what the Lord is telling you to do. And sometimes you're going to think that that's real crazy, but do what the Lord is telling you to do. Joseph had to do it. He had to make a decision. Then he had to change his mind because the Lord came to him, and he was obedient to listen to what the Lord was telling him. So the Lord told me, because the Lord gives me the platform, and, yeah, we have Bible study tomorrow at 7 p.m. I'm going to plug that in a minute. But tomorrow at noon, you're going to hear me send a text out, social media, that we're going to have a word at 12 o'clock. And it's going to be the word that was preached yesterday. And my reason for doing it, the decision I have for doing it, because that's what the Lord told me to do. And because that's what the Lord told me to do, I'm going to be obedient. Even though people say, why do you want to confuse, put out there 12 o'clock, 7 o'clock, why you want? See, th- this is where the decision has already been made. I don't have to explain it. It's just going to happen. And I don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Can't answer for that because I'm not there. But when the Lord tells me to do something, I'm going to pray about it, make the decision, and I don't have to explain it. Not going to explain it. No need to explain it. But I will tell you this. What I've learned and what I've taken out of the last couple of days is every decision that I make, I'm going to take it before the Lord. I know that's easier said than done, but after I read this scripture on Sunday, after the message was preached, and I, I Lord took me here about decisions, that's what I like. Again, verse 20. 
But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because of what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to say this. If you question any decision coming from me and my family, at the end of verse 20, that's, that's our answer. Everything we do is from the Holy Spirit. The Lord is leading and guiding us. So if you think we're wrong and you want to come talk to us, I suggest you talk to the Holy Spirit because that's from this day, me and, my, me and my house is going to serve the Lord. Every decision we make is going to be a spiritual decision coming from him. And it may not look popular. It may not look great. It may not look grand, but we're not into that. It's just like the word that was preached yesterday. It was so rich. It was so filling. It was the gospel. But because there was no bells and whistles, a lot of people couldn't get excited. And that's their decision. But if you have a decision to hear the word, and you make the decision not only to hear the word, but become doers of the word, your decision-making, you will consult with the Lord, and he will take you to the next level. That's all I got. Tomorrow night on Tuesday, we have Praise Tabernacle Bible Study at 7 p.m. by Bishop Omar Zachary, my pastor, will be leading the team tomorrow, um, and we'll have a great Bible study. Uh, I hope you make the right decision. If you don't have a Bible study, to come listen to Bible study, all you got to do is go online or call this phone number and listen. I hope you make the right decision. Wednesday morning we have um, event break, uh, another encouraging word coming Thursday, Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. It's an encouraging word to motivate you to make the right decision. Here it is. We got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Make the right decision. It's nothing but full of the word. It's the word. It's the word. It's the gospel. And if you're connected with chaos in any type of way, shape, or form, you know this is a word station. You're going to get the word. Thursday, we have the World Bluet family that will be on. They will give you the word. They will give you what they're going through, what they went through, but they will tell you through the word of God how to get out. You have a decision if you want to listen because they're not the perfect family, but they're a family that gets through their obstacles through the gospel, through the word of God. Um, also, I forgot about Wednesday night. Uh, um, skip Wednesday night. We have Elder Bazaar. Again, he will not be on this Wednesday night. He's taking a break to the first of the year. So we have nothing for Wednesday night. Um, Thursday, we had a Royal Bluet family. And then Sunday morning, we're going to go with uh, Praise Tabernacle Church live um, on Blog Talk Radio at 9 a.m. And then we have back me and K Bible break. Um, Again, I'm, I'm, I'm being blessed by what the Lord is doing in my life and how he's showing me things differently and, and taking me to a different level. Um, so I just hope that this was beneficial to y'all. 
Um, read that scripture, Matthews chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, and I'm telling you, it, it will bless you. Uh, I Hopefully it blessed you the way it blessed me. Tomorrow we're going to do a special uh, uh, chaos talk midday uh, message, and that's going to be the Christmas message that was preached on yesterday. We're going to bring that out at 12 o'clock just because it's about 45 minutes. And you'll hear a great, you'll hear a preacher breaking down the gospel. It's all pure gospel. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. It's just a pure gospel. And it's about salvation. The birth, the death, the resurrection. And if you believe in those, you, the next step is making a confession. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. It's not that hard. We make it hard. Make a decision. Tell someone we're going to be on at 12 o'clock tomorrow. Hear a great word. Hear a great word on tomorrow. And then after you hear that great word, we got Bible study at 7 p.m. So I'm just asking you for about an hour, 45 minutes of your time on Tuesday to hear a great word. Make the decision and make the right decision and come back and get fed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one of the greatest things that I'm proud that the Lord picked me is the fact that everything that I do is centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ. I may not be perfect, and I may not always make the best decisions, but right now, where I am right now in my life, the decision I have is to serve the Lord in all I do. So everything that comes around me or my business, is going to be based around the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can talk about this person, that person, that person talk about it. it. Really, the decision I'm making is based upon what the word of God is telling me and my family to do. If he tells us fellowship, we will fellowship. If he tells us to leave it alone, then we will leave it alone. But we're not going to base the decision based on what other people tell us. We base our decision on how we and how God is leading us because he called us, and if he called us, he justified us. He anointed us. And you can, by the fruits that we've been doing over the last year, I think we've been doing pretty good. So I'm going to stop saying I had a bad year. I had a year where I learned a lot about myself. And learning a lot about myself. I know I said I was done, but I said learning a lot about myself is just important because everything about me is not right. But we want to fix it because I'm serving the Lord. I want to present myself the very best. And sometimes when you do that, you have to make mistakes. You fall, but you keep getting back up. You fall, you keep getting back up. You fall, you keep getting back up. Because he died for me. Not only did he die for me, he called me. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make better decisions and seek the Lord and make sure that every decision I make is coming from him because I don't want to keep falling down, falling down, falling down. And I don't want to keep serving him in my feelings or in my thoughts. I want to serve him in spirit and in truth. And that's all I got for you all tonight. Hopefully you got something out of this tonight again. Uh, we'll be back on tomorrow at noon. Uh, noon, if you don't get my text, if you don't get anything from me, we'll be back on at noon. 
and uh, you'll hear a great word of God. It's not long, but I'm telling you, the the word is rich, and it's the gospel. And if that don't get you excited, then I can already tell you're basing your decisions off of folks being happy and preaching you happy. And if you're getting preached happy and people talking you into being happy, then that's what you got is happiness. You don't have no peace and you don't have no joy and you don't have no strength. And I'm hoping that you make the right decision that will give you the peace, that will give you the joy, that will give you the strength to make it through the hard times. With that being said, this is Elder Derek Oliver, DNK Bible Break. We are out, and we'll see you tomorrow at 12 p.m. sharp.